Are we on the Stephen Getty podcast? We are on the podcast. Same bad time, same bad Yeah, that's right. You're listening to the Stephen Getty podcast. Perfect. That's perfect. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, so here we are. May 11th, 2021. Kind of a beautiful breezy day in Linwood, Washington. I'm working. And today is my daughter's third birthday. Which is pretty cool. You know, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. I still remember that year. From 2015 to 2016 when I was recording every week and uh it was a very good time in my life I can remember that year being happy for the most part working watching really cool tv shows riding my bike planning for a wedding Then after I stopped, I sporadically recorded episodes here and there. But I really want to try and get back into it. There's a lot of things that I used to do that I don't do anymore. Part of it is circumstance, and the other part of it is my own motivation. I was talking to somebody today about compound interest which is something I learned from investing basically compound interest is when you slowly start building up interest and you buy more of the thing that earned you that interest then you earn more interest and so on and so forth and it begins to compound (laughs) Until one day you're rich. Or at least you have a lot of extra money. But it's really hard to get started. Everything is like that. Whether you are going to the gym and you just start working out. You're trying to play guitar. You don't know how to hold a chord or play a note. Write a song. Say you want to be an artist, like a music artist, but you don't have any songs. Well, you got to start with one song, and then you got to do another and another. And then before you know it, you have a whole set list and you can play a concert. So that's what I got to do with this. This is my attempt right now. I tried to start this back up for quite a while, and... uh, I think I'm, I know I'm going to do it. So, the scenery up here in Washington is really nice. 
I'm walking through park here in Linwood. It's quiet. There's trees. There's birds. A lot of greenery. I'm sure you can hear all that in the background. Family's out playing. And today's my daughter's third birthday. It's pretty crazy. Still kind of unbelievable to be a dad. (laughs) Me, a dad, I never thought I would be anybody's parent, but here I am today. It's been a rough couple years, few years. I'm really, really trying to be happy. You know, I didn't think that moving was going to solve all my problems, but I did have higher expectations. When I think about it now, I feel like the last time I was really happy was right around the time she was born. So let's go back to 2018. When we started, when we decided that we were going to have a kid, I don't think I really was able to grasp the intensity and the seriousness of our decision. You never really know what having a child is like until you have one. You think you know, but you have no idea. (laughs) Then after actively trying for a while... My wife was having a hard time getting pregnant. (laughs) This was actually, I guess, 2017 when we were doing this whole thing. And then I had to go to the hospital and give them a sperm sample. (laughs) LOL. And then it turns out everything was good with me. And we would go see her. OBGYN and we had talked about doing fertility treatments and you know the likelihood of them working and how expensive it was going to be we ended up uh, well we ended up getting ready to do this thing where as soon as she hits the ovulation she injects this medicine into her body And then, you know, we, how you say, procreate. (laughs) And then it should help her get pregnant. Ironically, like the weekend before we were going to do that, she gets up and goes to Dutch Bros there in Carmichael, California. Brings me back a drink. 
I'm still asleep, I guess. And I wake up and she has a note written on the lid that says, you know, congratulations, you're going to be a daddy. (laughs) Wow, it's wild. It was really wild that we were going to have a child. And it just felt really exciting, man. It was an exciting time in our life. Every weekend, it was shopping for the baby, going to Babies R Us, which is no longer a store, (laughs) or Bye Bye Baby, or Target, or Walmart. (laughs) Bed Bath & Beyond. And then, of course, the doctor's appointments. I remember when we found out she was going to be a girl. You know, before we found that out, I just wasn't sure. I was like, I'm going to love this baby no matter what. But, man, it's something special about her being a girl. I mean, I would have loved a boy as well, but... I think secretly, deep down inside, I wanted a girl. And then my wife had what they call gestational diabetes, which is basically a diabetes that occurs when you're only pregnant. So she had to monitor her blood sugar, was not allowed to have carbs, had to exercise. On the regular. And I tried my best to be as supportive as possible. These appointments where they had to listen to the baby's heartbeat. And they would wrap this. You know monitor around her stomach. And. uh, They get the heartbeat. And they had to have the heartbeat for like 30 minutes straight. And so I'd be on there for 10 minutes and then it would slide off or something. And we'd have to start all over again. And I remember just, God, hating that little tiny room. Be sitting in that tiny room. (laughs) And be falling asleep. It was so boring. (laughs) And then it came down, came time to... Going to the hospital. They decided to uh, induce her a week early. So everything was planned out. We had our bags packed. I believe her mom either took the dog or stayed at our house with the dog. Something, Something along the lines. I don't remember that part exactly. But we went into the hospital. I even remember doing the tour. We did the tour uh, not that long before that. And it was, they were just showing us, hey, these are the rooms. And this is the, the room where you're going to get food. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why. I always remember, like, there was this young couple from, like, Russia. And... They had already had two kids, and I remember the girl had said, like, 
when she had her last kid, the closest hospital was like two hours away or something. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but I do. Anyways, going to the hospital and there was something very scary but comforting at the same time about being in that room. You know, with them inducing her, they basically hooked her up to this IV and injected this medicine and it was supposed to get everything going. And... You know, she was in pain. You know, the longer it went on. And then they were running into this issue where the baby's heartbeat was too fast. And, you know, if it didn't slow down, then they were going to have to do a C-section. And my wife obviously did not want to do that. So it was just this kind of, this weird game of, you know, we're going to turn the medicine down. And then we're going to slow it down. And then we're going to turn it up. And we're going to turn it back down. And Hard to get a lot of sleep. <laughs> and then finally after a couple days. And she was in a lot of pain. She really didn't want to do an epidural. Then they decided to do an epidural. Because <laughs> she couldn't handle it anymore. And... I mean, I guess I will never know what kind of pain that is, but I definitely don't blame her for it. Just wanted to make it as smooth as possible. Another funny side note, uh, the anesthesiologist who did the epidural uh, left the key in the machine because you have to unlock it to actually administer the medicine and I guess like for a few days everyone was looking for that key <laughs> in the in I mean we didn't know we had no idea but there was small panic in the maternity ward <laughs> between nurses So one night I finally sleep a little bit and they wake me up like an hour before and we're ready to go. You know, the weird thing was her doctor that we would normally see, I think he was either on vacation or he was going on vacation. So we had another doctor, a woman doctor, that we would see every once in a while. And so she would show up every couple hours during the first few days. And then another doctor would show up uh, every once in a while. But that guy, he just was nowhere to be found. And then finally, like an hour before showtime, as they say... There he was. His name was Dr. Cragen. You know, they put the tarp on the floor. They get her ready. She's like, uh-oh, here comes. And uh, they have me peek down there and I can see the head poking out. And yeah, man, it was out of hand. <laughs> you know, this little 
I remember this little baby come out and crying. And she was a ball. She was just a this is I just a weird weird memory that I have, but she was this uh she's this little ball. And then she came out and her uh she folded out her legs and folded out her arms and we're like, holy holy shit. <laughs> that thing was inside, huh? I can't believe it. <laughs> And we put her on the chest, on on my wife's chest, and uh, here we go. We had a baby. <laughs> it was it was unreal. And I remember laughing. It wasn't uh, I wasn't like crying, you know. A lot of people. You know, it's a very joyous moment, and I was absolutely happy, but not in the the crying sense, you know. I wasn't overwhelmed like that. You know, I've, I've said this before, and it's hard to admit, but some people say that the moment that your child is born, it's like the most joyous moment of your life. And honestly, I did not, I didn't feel that. And maybe the problem is, I just, uh, I make things so much bigger in my head than they actually are, you know. One of the worst things I do is set expectations. I try not to, but my expectations are always the, uh, Way bigger. Because <laughs> I got a pretty big imagination. So yeah, and then... Um, had to try the breastfeeding, which was uh, difficult. Because the kid just didn't want to do it. <laughs> we had to get nurses in there to help us out. And, you know, try different methods. And she just wouldn't eat. tried uh you know the shield the old nipple shield <laughs> that didn't end up uh working and you know then they would pump a little bit and give the baby some formula but she just really didn't want to eat and then literally like the day we were gonna leave they were checking her out and they're like yeah, her skin's a little bit too yellow. She had jaundice, which is a normal thing that newborns have. But uh, they had to put this like mask on her and put her in this little uh, <laughs> container. <laughs> it was weird, man, and it was very sad. My wife was very sad. She all she wanted to do was hold her, and instead they had to put her under these bright. You know, radioactive looking lights. And they were like, you know, she could be in there for four or five days. It's very upsetting. 
But after about a day, not even 24 hours, they checked her out again. She was good. They discharged us and uh, we went home. I remember putting her in the car seat for the first time, being afraid that I was going to tighten the straps too much. You know, I didn't want to hurt her or make it to where she couldn't breathe anymore. It was very scary. <laughs> and it was kind of a blur. The first, you know, few months. Luckily, my wife didn't have to go to work for, you know, a couple months after that. But, you know, I remember waking up in the middle of the night. And pouring the formula and feeding her. And when you have a baby... Like the first 10 times you change their diaper, the poop is black. It's not even brown. It's like this black, like, sludge. Like it looks like gel, you know, gelled oil or something. It's, but it's a normal thing that they, they push out of their body. <laughs> and it was great, man. It was very tough. But it was great. It's a very, very special time. And then her mom moved in. And her dad was still in Calusa, a little over an hour away at their house. And her mom was there to help out. And eventually the plan was, you know, we were going to move. And after we had a kid, we were going to move to Washington. Buy a house. And that's like a whole nother story that I'll probably get into another time. But um, we only had a few months, just uh, the three of us. Maybe two, three months. I remember one of the things that I did was let the baby pass out in my lap while I played a PlayStation (laughs) in the dark room. Not the greatest parenting moment of my life, but, you know, I'm sure all young dads do something similar. (laughs) And it was such a struggle to just get her to do things, you know. Get her to eat solid food or get her to crawl. And then... Jesus Christ, for some reason my sister just tried to call me. Do a video chat while I'm at work. (laughs) Anyways... She interrupted my train of thought there. Yeah, I had to move up here because uh, I got a job. And I spent like a month without anybody, just by myself. In the beginning, it was cool. But it got, uh, got lonely really fast. And I really missed 
my family. I missed my daughter. And I've never been away from her since. Other than, you know, a day or two here or there. And it's been quite a... uh, quite a journey I love her very much she's behind you know it could be my fault could be our our fault as parents it could be the fault of COVID-19 But as a three-year-old, she's kind of functioning as a kid who's just over two. Not really stringing sentences together. Doesn't have a lot of social skills. She's been doing speech therapy. But uh, she's extremely sweet and loving and adventurous. She's got a gorgeous smile. She's creative. I just, uh, every day when I come home, I can't wait to see her. (laughs) And I can't wait to see what kind of person she turns into. She's a character, that's for sure. And I just hope that uh, she ends up catching up. And if she doesn't, that's okay too. I'm just glad that she's happy and she's healthy. And I want the best for her. And this Friday, she's going to start her first day of preschool. Barely turned three years old. But she's doing uh, preschool till the end of the year. Which is actually only four weeks in a row. Because then summer starts. But school district is hoping that by September the kids will be back four or five days a week but I'm excited for her to be around other children um, be able to start learning those skills and expressing herself and I hope that it also uh, helps her improve emotionally and uh, socially so yeah happy birthday to my daughter happy third birthday Um, other than that I am looking forward to being more creative and trying to do these podcasts more often I always say that I'm going to but this was easy I mean I just went on a walk on my lunch. It was a nice day today. Not too hot. And was able to be creative at the same time. So uh, it's me, Steven. I'll see you guys next time. Peace out.